Hello, I'm Justin Belguarini, CEO and founder of Live to Perform and the Warrior Artist Empire. You are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Today's episode is titled True Wealth. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. The gift and the curse of being artists and performers is that we are more aware and more in touch than most people with the secrets of life that exist just behind the curtain of the everyday. So the question is, how do we play full out and beat the odds in an entertainment business that feels like it's designed to block our path at every turn? Well, the Warrior Artist Podcast answers that question and so much more. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Last night, I had the privilege of hosting alongside another wonderful Broadway performer and uh, a local a show called Broadway Cares. And it was a show that benefits Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, a wonderful company that supports not only AIDS research, AIDS outreach, and the never-ending quest to cure that terrible disease, but supports so many other people in our community, the theater community, by giving meals to people, and to people outside of our community, giving meals to people who otherwise would not eat, helping people who need medication get medication that they need helping to give financial advice and financial support to people in our community, supporting hospitals, supporting women's breast cancer research. I mean, so many things. And every single year, there are Broadway Cares benefits that Broadway folks do, like the Easter Bonnet. And every year, we... When we're on stage, there is a set of performances where we donate our checks and we donate um, the show's earnings to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And we have red buckets that we will go out into the lobby. And when people are coming out, we'll take photos and we'll do little meet and greets and people will just, just whatever's in their pocket, if it's a dollar, five dollars, some people give it hundred, some people give change, whatever it is. We go out there and we make sure that we collect and we take our time to support this wonderful group. And last night was no exception. At the local high school here, we put on this show. And it was beautiful. The high schools from the central part of our county came together. It was three high schools and I think four junior high schools. And they performed pieces from the musicals that they are performing in their schools. There was Newsies and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and uh, high school musical Junior. <laughs> I mean, really, really fun. It was so wonderful to see the community come out. This is about, I would say, rough estimate, 1600 seat theater. It's a beautifully designed, uh, recently redone theater. 
high school auditorium, but it's just gorgeous and it's huge and a beautiful stage and there's microphones everywhere and they've got a great sound system and it just, it, it really is amazing just the setup and then to see the fact that there were so many people that showed up, not only for the kids, but to support this wonderful cause that I, I, I believe they had to turn people away. There definitely was a lot of standing room going on and there certainly were not enough seats for people and it just was electric and I really loved watching how the kids were so invested. I mean, do you think back, think back, if you're a performer listening to this, think back to when you were in high school and if, you, if you're in high school, listen up to this because it's just an interesting perspective that you might not have. Think back to when you were in high school and how important the performance was and, you know, getting it right and the excitement and going on stage and your nerves and all these other things and think about what that was like without the weight of, oh my goodness, I need to have this job so I can pay my rent or eat or pay my bills. Wasn't it lovely? It's like, if you could go back there, just for a little bit, I don't think you'd stay back there, but if you could go back there for just a little bit, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be so nice? You're like, oh, all I have to do is just remember these lines and do some homework and then just go to my parents' house and they they feed me. <laughs> you know, all that wonderful stuff. There's such ease. And I loved going back and I loved seeing how focused they were and really an amazing and I don't say this just because it's local I mean really there were some amazingly talented kids some of whom I got to work with and help them with their performances and it was so great because I didn't have to give them vocal notes their voices were amazing and there was no exception last night and so as I was doing the show last night and I was hosting that eventually I sang at the finale um, Morning Glow from Pippin and I found myself surrounded on the stage by 400 students because that's how many students came showed up from all the various schools and they were all around me and I was singing Morning Glow and it's this beautiful epic soaring song and I looked around at the kids and saw how much they were giving and how vital and important the performance was to them, how much it touched the audience. And I had it dawned on me that the most important things, three most important things in that moment and in many moments in my life. And it's not the, not the only important things, but for our, for our talk today, the three most important things are the love I give, the love I receive, and the relationships I create and maintain. The love I give, the love I receive, and the relationships I create and maintain. And if we back up a second from there, so often, even now for me, 
and for a lot of people, you know, we're, we're consumed by the need to make money. The desire to have fame and success. The desire to hear approval, whether it's from a crowd applauding you or from a lover or from a director, whatever it is. And let me tell you, from experience, I have had a great deal of all three of those things. I found myself at 22, 23, living in a mansion in Bel Air, driving ridiculously expensive cars. I found myself on the front cover of magazines and newspapers all over the country. National magazines, national newspapers. I found myself being applauded by crowds doing autograph signings and touring all over the country and having people scream at the top of their lungs when I literally came out of the stage. There was was an elevator where I rose out of the stage on tour. And to hear 30,000 people lose their minds, not once, but every night on tour. People would kill you, me, and our entire families to have one of those experiences. And let me tell you, it is not what you want. It does not fulfill you. It does not sustain you. And it does not make your life better. It may be hard to fathom, but all the money all the success, all the fame and adoration do not make your life worth living. If anything, they complicate your life and they make it more challenging. And if you rely on them for your self-worth, if you rely on them for your happiness, if you rely on them for your direction in life, you are going to go down a very rocky and short road, especially now. You see how fast our news cycle moves. The fame cycle, even faster. Andy Warhol said everyone has their 15 minutes of fame. It's more like five minutes, if not even five seconds of fame now. And so with that in mind, and I could go into the stories of, of you know, living in Bel Air and having the most amazing, luxurious experience and being in a home, and it wasn't my home, a a very good family friend and a very amazing person allowed me to stay in a wing of their house, which was just, I had my own wing and being pampered and taken care of. And while on the outside, it was lovely and I enjoyed it. It was amazing. It was a great experience. I would never trade it. On the inside, I was unfulfilled and I was unhappy. Truly. At 22, getting all the things that I had thought I'd wanted, fame, success, money, tons of money, 
and it was worth so much less than now when I look back and I see and was inspired by the young folks who were performing. And I saw that really, truly, the things that have made me happiest were the love that I gave. And I go out on stage every night when I go out and I give love. That is part of my giving of love, serving the story, serving the work. And in so doing, it allows me to give my passion, my love. But also the love I receive, I truly receive. And for me, receiving love has been a challenge. Do you ever find that? That you can really take care of people, but it's so hard to be taken care of? You can give a million compliments, but oh, I don't know how to take a compliment. Have you ever felt that way? I still feel that way. I still have to battle with that and learn how to take a compliment. And it really stems from really truly working every single day on cultivating my own self-worth, learning how to value myself without the sort of trappings of, oh my goodness, that's conceited, or, you know, those things that I was taught, maybe you were taught at a young age, don't be, don't be too proud of yourself, you know, pride cometh before a fall, all of those things, whether it's secular or religious, we have, we have, we have those things, those mantras that were placed in us at a young age. And so receiving love is still something that I work on and truly receiving it and honoring. Because, you know, when you give love and you give compliments, it feels good, right? You know, you, you're reaching out and supporting someone who needs it and who deserves it. But the thing about receiving love and taking a compliment is that when you deny that compliment or someone says oh you were so great and you're like nah it wasn't I could have done better I've done better not only are you denying yourself the praise and care and love that that person is trying to give you and you're denying yourself the acceptance and understanding of your own goodness and your, the great job that you did, but you're also denying that other person the joy that they get from giving you that compliment, from sharing their love with you. And when you think about it that way, it's like, oh my goodness, not only am I robbing myself, I'm robbing someone else. And so not only the love you give, but the love you receive is so vital. That is what gives you true, sustaining, long-lasting energy. It's the difference between having eggs and a donut in the morning. That donut tastes so good. <laughs> it does. And that sugar gets you pumped up and going. But an hour later, or two hours later, you're crashing. 
And unless you keep giving yourself those empty calories, which is what they are, and that sugar that burns off very quickly, you cannot sustain that level of energy. And eventually, it just eats away at you and it's bad for you and and your body begins to react in ways that are negative and don't serve you whereas if you for example eat eggs eggs that kind of protein will burn more slowly and will give you more longer lasting energy throughout the day i'm by far not a nutritionist <laughs> but i know enough to know that this is true and it's the same thing. That applause, that money, that fame, that whatever those things are, those are so fleeting, especially nowadays. And they will give you, the, I mean, it is better than any drug. It is better than any anything you could ever possibly take, any stimulant or whatever. I mean, it is thrilling. Trust me. But the moment you become not as vital to those people or you don't make people other you know the big wigs money or you don't have that shine that you used to have or people get tired of you know all the reasons as soon as that happens the lights go down it is deeper and darker and more full of despair than you could ever imagine and it is just like those empty calories in the donut. I mean, I love donuts, don't get me wrong. But you see what I'm saying, right? So the love you give, the love you receive, and lastly, the relationships you create and maintain. There's a gentleman by the name of Michael who is the, uh, it has such a long title, but he's like the regional outreach, educational outreach uh, director for New York, something like that. But he he came out to our school as the representative for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, and he made this wonderful speech. And he is just this charming, bubbly New York theater guy. And. Instantly, when I met him, we had a rapport and we had, we instantly just were like, oh, hey, part of the community. And have you ever noticed that when you meet other theater people? Have you ever noticed that you, there's just, that you just get it? You, you kind of get each other? I mean, they don't be best friends, but like, there's just kind of like a, there's just a dynamic that all, all of a sudden just, just clicks. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know you. Yeah. Because we have this thing, whatever it is, in common. Whatever you want to call it, rather. This thing in common. And so it's the same thing. And instantly, we were just laughing, having a good old time. And just, it was just, it was this instantaneous relationship where I could go out and I could totally have a drink with this guy. And we would just just laugh and have a I know and he met my wife and instantly my wife was like oh my goodness it's so many and the hugs and he's like I'm gonna hug you again and it just was like it, it was like oh yeah there was this instant camaraderie and when you have 
the opportunity, especially in our community, to be with other like-minded individuals who have a passion for the things that you have a passion for, who will support you, who will uplift you, who will help you, who will be there for you in any small or large way. That truly makes you rich. That's, that, that's not rich, no, that's wealth. That's a part of wealth. Everybody wants to be rich. Not everybody wants to be rich, but in general, people think that they want to be rich. Just have a ton of money. But true wealth is a completely different animal. Yes, you can be wealthy and have a lot of money, but also you can be completely broke and one of the wealthiest people on the planet. The love you give, the love you receive, the relationships you create, putting yourself out there, finding your people, your tribe, your group, uplifting and supporting one another, giving constructive criticism, all of that, and creating a community within your own community, wherever you are in the world listening to this. If you do not have a community and you are a performer, I guarantee you that you can go to your local theater and you can find one or you can create one if none of that exists. Find like-minded people, find other performers, find other theater folks and create a community because it's one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself for your community at large and for a community of performers. And not only can you create those relationships, but the maintaining, the maintenance, (laughs) the maintenance of those relationships is just, is going to be the fuel that gets you through. It's going to be the fuel for your fire. And so as I go back and I think about what it was like for me to be in high school, first of all, man, the kids are so lucky now because they have access to so many things that I and probably a lot of you who are listening to this don't have access to or didn't have access to. The internet did not exist in the way that it does now, certainly. I mean, it was 20 years ago. So think about that, you know, cell phones, internet, social media, none of that existed. Like it does now, not at all. And so as I go back and I think to the passion and the love and the, just the pure joy for the sake of joy that I had, I remember the love that I gave on the stage. I remember the love that I was willing and open to receive. And I'm grateful for the relationships that I created then and that I still maintain to this day. And that is what truly makes me wealthy. Not the fame, not the money, not the success, not the adoration of fans, but truly the love I have given and I give the love I have received 
and am in the process of receiving and still learning how to receive. And the relationships that I have created, that I create, and that I have maintained and maintain to this day. So where in your life and your career can you focus on giving love? Receiving love and creating and maintaining relationships in your life that serve you and that uplift you and that you can uplift them. Do you have a tribe? Do you have a community? If you do, amazing. If you don't, find one. And if you can't find one, make one. Because that is the true key to wealth. That's all I got for you today. I'm Justin Belguarini. You've been listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. As always, you can email me at Justin at ilivetoperform.com. That's Justin at ilivetoperform.com. I-L-I-V-E-T-O-P-E-R-F-O-R-M.com.